Hey friends, this is Terry with the Women of Wine Country Show, a podcast for women where we discuss women, wine, business, family, friendships, and all the things that go into good living. Welcome and let's get started. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are tuning into the Women of Wine Country Show, I welcome you. I am your host, Terry Wells Brown. I write under the pen name T. Wells Brown. I have the series Women of Wine Country out. The fourth book has just released and I have it for free until the end of September. So if you go check out my author page on Facebook, T. Wells Brown, or join any of my groups, I have a Women of Wine Country group and I also have Terry's Tribe, which is a fun group of ladies that are a little naughty. We like to blow off some steam in there, give away free books, check out Oogle, Attractive Men, and um, do all the naughty things that we're not supposed to do, but we all want to. (laughs) So come on over and join us. Or you can go sign up for my newsletter at womenofwinecountry.com, and you can get the free book from there as well. So today, I want to talk about um, relationships, and I want to start a little bit with um, structure. So we're going to have a little bit of a dual conversation today. I initially came on here to talk about structure. It's a, I talk a lot about organize, organization. I talk a lot about um, organized chaos and how that is really functions well for me. This last couple of weeks, I've done a lot of strategizing on my authoring career and um, how I want that to look moving forward. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, where I want to put my focuses. And so they're actually, believe it or not, they're both relatable, the relationship part and the um, structure. But what happened to me is, you know, I've been saying over and over because I have a lot of podcasts out about being, have a plan and have a backup plan and being structured and being on top of your business and all of that thing, even if it's your personal business, just being on top of your things, right? I'm t- I've done multiple podcasts about, you know, financial uh, security and, you know, emotional security and your time management and that kind of stuff. Um, well, I had, I have basically plotted out all of my books for the next two years easily, if not further than from that. And I didn't leave a lot of wiggle room. So what happened is I had an opportunity come up very quickly that was as many opportunities are last minute. And I couldn't move on it fast enough because I had already plotted out all of these obligations that now I had to meet. So I was unable, today's the deadline, and I only got partway through the story. I was invited to do an anthology, which is a compilation of short stories. But it was with a bunch of other really well-known authors that I would have been exposed to so many readers that it would have been amazing for my career but I was unable to take advantage of that opportunity because I did not leave myself enough room in my structure right so what that tells me is that is something that I need to fine-tune so yes I have the next several years plotted out with my books but I need to be flexible and make sure that I actually plot out some time for flexibility in my in my schedule as well so that I don't miss out on those opportunities because those opportunities just blindside you on some random Thursday right they're never organized opportunities that you know are coming and those are the game changers ladies they are they're the game changers 
So I just want to encourage you to leave some fluidity in your structure. So I talk a lot about um, organized chaos and how well I work on that. Um, and so I just want to make sure that you guys are leaving yourself time for the opportunities that may come up. These last couple of weeks, uh, I have been strategizing with my assistant and my team um, on, you know, how I'm moving forward with my authoring career, what it's going to look like, what other avenues I want to go down, because I don't want to just be an author, even though that's my passion. I have other passions. So I want to be able to do charity work. <clears throat> I want to be able to serve my community. I want to be able to have fun with my friends and that is what's going to lead me into today's podcast believe it or not um fluidity in your structure is not the topic even though it would seem so so um i want to be able to hang out with some of my friends i want to be able to make time to see my fr my family and that kind of stuff uh i recently turned 55 i think you may know that i from my last podcast and I just celebrated my first year of authoring on Thursday. So today's Sunday. So this last Thursday was my birthday, 55. 55 is an amazing age. Don't be afraid of it. It's fantastic. If you guys, if those of you listening have already come to it and passed, you know that I'm speaking the truth. Um, those of you who hasn't, haven't reached 55 yet, it's amazing. It's, it, it's the only thing that sucks about 55 is that it just means that you have that much less time on the planet to do the things, right? But things come a little bit sharper. It's like every year clarity comes to you if you're, if you're open to it, right? And so for me, um, 55 is just a real symbol of I'm not anybody's support staff anymore, I am following my own dreams and everybody's behind me after all of these decades of, you know, getting my children raised, getting their dreams met, my helping my husband and his dreams and my friends and the people I worked for and all of the things, helping them find their dreams and being their support staff and even my community, you know, um, throwing the events here and organizing everybody and making sure that, you know, people's needs were being met, all of that was great work and I'm so glad to do it. I'm still doing a lot of it. Um, but for the first time in my life, I am focused on me. For the first time in my life, my career does not mean that I am taking care of somebody else. For the first time in my life, I am building something that is about me, about my writing career, my passion, and all of the things that I can do with that. So this is a really cool time in my life, and I'm going to be talking a lot about this journey at 55. Um, you know, when I was younger, I, one of my first blogs I ever wrote and one of the first um, podcasts I ever put out, I don't think it was the first one. I think it was like two or three, number two or three. It was about invisibility. And it was, was way back when I was in my 30s, way back, <laughs> almost 20 years ago, I'm sure. And I was in my 30s and I had a gal who just turned 50, who was a wonderful, lovely woman, say to me that when you turn 50, you become invisible. People stop looking at you. People stop caring what you think. People stop caring about you. When you turn 50, you become invisible. And I had decided, that sat with me, obviously, because I remember it today. It's a great podcast. Go listen to it. I think it's called Invisibility is My Superpower. 
it's uh, podcast number two. What is your superpower? Go listen to it. It's very good. Um, anyway, so I had made the decision at that point, and you can hear this in podcast number two, that I was, if I was going to be indeed invisible, I might as well use it to the, my best, my best advantage, right? I've always been an opportunist. You could say a lot about me, but one thing you can absolutely pinpoint on me is I am an opportunist. I can see opportunity in almost everything, and I can usually figure out a plan how to take advantage of that opportunity, right? As long as you leave yourself time was the lesson I learned this week. Anyway, um, so I decided that invisibility, if this was going to indeed be the thing, it's almost the reason, besides getting so very sick and having a come to Jesus moment, um, why I started publishing. It was in my 50s because I was like, well, if I'm going to be invisible, nobody's going to be watching me. I can do whatever I want. And it almost gave me this sense of relief, empowerment, um, rejuvenation. It was like almost like all eyes left me. So now I can do the things that I want to do that I've been too afraid to do, right? So turning 55 has not been the worst thing in the world. It has been an amazing thing for me and I plan to use it. I have five years left in this decade. I plan to use it to build an amazing platform so that when I hit 60, I am good to go, rocking and rolling, sitting on a beach, writing stories somewhere. That's my goal. Okay. But, and the reason for this podcast, uh, we tend to get singularly focused. At least I know I do. And when you're going after your dreams and you're on your own um, path, a path that you're setting before yourself, um, then <clears throat> you tend to realize the relationships that didn't come with you. And I talk a lot about this in a lot of my podcasts. Um, you know, I talk a lot about the fact that, you know, a lot of people say you are the sum, the summary of the five closest relationships to you. Well, that can't always be. You're, you've got family. You've got obligation. You're going to spend time with people who do not necessarily reflect who you want to be. But you might be in their life for a reason, right? But what I'm going to talk about today is the relationships with people who matter. And I, what I have learned is because I, over the last few years, first getting sick, um, first working for, you know, <clears throat> the, uh, the gentleman I worked for where I was, you know, working most of the time, then getting sick. And now I'm in my writing. It, I tend to be somebody who is distracted from the relationships around me, which means I do and say things that I am unaware how they are being received. So I get blindsided often by somebody being upset with me, somebody pulling away from me, somebody, um, misinterpreting the things that I've said or done because I'm not paying attention to the reaction I'm getting. It's caused me a lot of problems. So, and I won't know for many months, maybe even years later, right? So, and how do you repair something that you don't even remember what happened because it's years later or months later and you like don't even remember saying or doing the thing that has upset this person. 
I'm so singularly focused, I'll have a conversation with somebody and I'm also very direct. And that's something I've learned to pull back on a little bit as well. It served me while I had to manage 150 employees. It is not serving me when I'm speaking to my friends and family and my close assistant who's become my daughter um, and her children or my grandchildren. Um, You have to have a different vernacular when you're speaking to those people. But I didn't. I didn't learn to shift the way I'm talking to people from that cutthroat executive to a writer who is surrounded by family and friends that are helping her on her journey. Very different people, very different experiences, very different dialogue, right? And so my somebody very smart said something to me. She used to be my partner and... She said, any relationship worth having is worth working for. And any relationship that you don't work for, you will lose. If you are not working on a relationship, it will die. She didn't care if it was a family member, a mother, a child, a husband, a sibling, or if it was a business partner, or if it was a friendship, or if it was a community relationship, whatever relationship it is. If you are not willing to work for that relationship, that relationship will change. Now, I agreed with her when she said those things to me. And I understood cognitively in my brain space what that was. I did not understand that I had not put that into action. So I did not understand that while I knew all of this stuff on a surface level, that in practice, I wasn't wasn't using any of that. I was still saying the things straightforward. I was still very focused. This is my deadline. This is my goal. We all know I'm very goal-oriented, very goal-oriented to where I will run over people to get to my goal unintentionally, but nonetheless, I will. And it's my responsibility to identify that and to change that or to modify that or to slow the path down, whatever the thing is I need to do for that situation. So there's been a lot of relationships over the last few years that I have lost. Relationships that were lifetime relationships, um, relationships that were super important to me, but I didn't take good enough care of them. Um, Relationships that I really wanted to develop and I didn't put enough time into. Relationships where the other person acted a certain way, so I thought it was okay to act exactly the same. Let me tell you right now, just because somebody asks, acts a certain way, if you care about that person in that relationship, doesn't mean that you can give them back the same um, care or action that they give you because they're not on the same journey you're on. So I've come to realize um, through a lot of introspection that there are a lot of relationships that I didn't necessarily want to lose. Yeah, maybe pull back from but I didn't want to lose. And it's my responsibility that I lost them. Now, the reason I lost them isn't necessarily all my fault. And I'm not saying that it's our fault for whatever issue may have happened in a relationship. Okay. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that there is a way to have problems in a relationship and manage those problems without those relationships having to go away from you. I haven't fine-tuned that yet, but I know it's there. Also, taking 
take trying to take a step back and looking at who you are and how you're impacting the people around you is very, very important. And if you have people leaving your life in droves, which I don't really, I'm being very dramatic for the sake of this podcast, um, then you need to take a look at yourself. I'm always taking a look at myself. And this is my time for growth. This is the year that I choose to grow and become a better person. When I say to you guys that it's our responsibility to maintain our relationships, it doesn't mean that you put up with an abusive person. It doesn't mean that you have to put up with a relationship that is causing you grief or harm. But what it does mean is if somebody is important to you and they're a jerk, it's probably going to be your, relation, your responsibility to keep that relationship going in a manner that doesn't harm you. Unless you're okay with letting it go. And if you're okay with letting it go, then this, none of this pertains to you, right? If you're not okay with letting it go and not okay with letting the relationship go, change it. Shift it so that it doesn't look the way that it did before. Put your barriers up so that you can't be injured by this person again. But go ahead and make the changes that you need to make so that you can keep that relationship and not mourn it when it's gone. I didn't learn that I'm just now doing these kind of growth things. So I, I step back and learn and I'm puzzled by some of the relationships, the way that they've turned out. Um, now, I want to just be very clear. I have a lot of great relationships. I have a lot of people that are around me all the time. I have amazing lifelong friends. I have an, my assistant who's turned into my daughter. She's the closest thing I'm ever going to have to a daughter. And um, I, this year, really saw that clearly and embraced it. And she's somebody who understands me and understands that I, who I am. So the fact that she wants to be in part of my life, and the fact that she wants my daughter, her daughters to be my grandchildren, the fact that I've been given that amazing gift, I was at least in a position to see it because I almost lost it. I almost lost it because I was so singularly focused. Luckily for me, she waited for me. She thought I was important enough to wait for. That's a gift. That's a gift not very many people give you. So now she's part of my life. She will forever be a part of my life. I consider her my daughter. I consider her, her girls, her, my bonus divas is what I call them. And they will never be allowed to leave my life. I will do whatever I have to to make sure that I stay in a really good place with her. So that was, that was a real eye-opener for me. This, this just happened over the last couple of weeks that I kind of had an epiphany with her, her patience with me, the impatience that some people have around me. Some people take you for granted. They think because of their position in your life that they will be there forever. Um, and, that, and sometimes you take it granted for your position in people's life that you'll be there forever. Trust me, it doesn't work that way. It just really doesn't. Some people will just let you go. And some people you will let go unintentionally or intentionally. And you may grieve that even if you've done it. So if you have a relationship in your life that you're maybe not happy with, but you don't want to let it go, do something to save it before it goes away. 
you'll be happy about that. You'll be happy. Um, I don't think that any of us sit on our deathbeds and, and mourn the stuff we didn't get to buy or whatever. Some of us may mourn the things we didn't do, which would probably be me. Um, but you sure don't want to be on your final hour and mourning the relationships that you lost inadvertently while following your dreams. Because that's kind of where I'm at. I've lost relationships following my dreams. I've, I'm not a jerk. I don't do mean things to people. Not At least, at least I don't think I do. Um, <clears throat> I understand that some of my actions <clears throat> and words have been taken that way. But see, I'm not taking care of those relationships for those people to know that I would never do or say anything to hurt people. So I didn't do my due diligence in those relationships to make sure that people around me understand that I would never intentionally hurt somebody. Right? So those are the kinds of misconceptions that can happen if you're not staying engaged and taking care of your relationships. All right. I think I've beat that horse to death. Um, I will be back on next week. I'm going to be back doing my weekly podcasts. And um, again, we have our fourth book out, Women of Wine Country, Babies and Badass. It's free right now. The end of September, the next fifth book in the series, Grief and Greed, will be out. And this is Francesca's heart-wrenching story. Heart-wrenching. You guys, it's been kicking my butt. I cry a lot while writing this. So... Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so very glad that you came and listened and all of the things. I hope that you have an amazing day, an amazing week, an amazing month, year, life, all of the things. Go hug somebody who is important to you and matters. All right. Stay safe. Stay sane, friends. And I will see you soon. Bye-bye. ladies, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a big favor. Go subscribe, share this with your friends, and leave a review. It helps so much getting the podcast sponsors and guests that everybody will enjoy. Thank you so much again, and I'm honored that you joined us. Have a blessed day.